Welcome to Ecosystems for Change, where we co-author the playbook on transforming communities by amplifying the impact of changemakers around us. Whether you are an entrepreneur or otherwise changemaker yourself, a citizen who loves their community with a passion and wants to see it thrive, whether you are a mentor, investor, support organization, advisor, philanthropic funder, economic developer, or policymaker, Learn the practical tools and proven tactics of ecosystem builders from all around the world to better support the dreamers, doers, tinkerers, and makers in your community by taking a systems approach to social change. I'm your host, Annika Horn. Welcome, friends, to my fourth logbook and in-between season update on all things ecosystem building. I share with you what is going on in the field of ecosystem building here in the U.S. I also give you an insight into what I'm working on in my day job as Director of Ecosystem Building at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund. And I want to tell you a little bit more about what has been happening behind the scenes of this show. Summer flew by. I say this every year, so I'm not even going to make any excuses. It seems like summer is just a season that I wait for all, all year. And when it comes, it's over in a second. I spent most of August with my team at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund traveling through the Shenandoah Valley to talk to entrepreneurs. During these listening tours, we took two days to spend in each region and talk to as many entrepreneurs as we could about what they're up against when starting and growing their businesses, what systemic barriers they face, and how we as ecosystem builders can support them better and more effectively. And to top it all off, we hosted the inaugural Shenandoah Valley Entrepreneurship Summit here in Stanton, a day and a half full of keynotes, panels, and workshops to help entrepreneurs take their business to the next level. Following those listening tours and the Entrepreneurship Summit, we continue to develop our unique approach to supporting minority entrepreneurs in our rural area of the Shenandoah Valley, which is not without its challenges. I remind myself that there's no playbook. And we're figuring out the systemic and interpersonal challenges as we encounter them. I'll be honest, uncovering how deeply rooted racism is within our system has often left me feeling defeated this summer. But it's also a good reminder why I'm doing this show. There is no playbook I can pull off the shelf and find out how to solve my challenges. But with this show, we are creating this playbook chapter by chapter with each season. And it gives me hope that by sharing my experiences and those of my guests, we are able to create something of true value for other ecosystem builders who I know are facing a lot of the same challenges that we're up against here in the Shenandoah Valley. Since I wrapped up season three on the topic of burnout, I rolled out the summer skills sessions. I gotta say, I had to stretch myself a little bit. It is very awkward to just talk into a microphone for 20 or 30 minutes, even though I'm super passionate about the topic. But I'm also incredibly self-aware as I'm sitting in my husband's closet recording these single episodes because my new office is not soundproofed yet. The more encouraging it has been to receive some of your messages. So thank you to all of those who reached out through social media, email, or even in person to tell me that they're listening to the show and they're enjoying the episodes. Thank you. Personally, in case you haven't picked up on it yet, it's been a really, really busy summer and I've been exhausted. I'm taking a week right now to spend time with my family who typically live in Germany and Ireland and who I haven't seen in a year. In summer school session number four on productivity, I talked about the importance of taking breaks and I haven't been able to do that since March of this year. And I can feel it. I hope that a week of touristing around New York City and the Shenandoah Valley will fill me up again to do my best possible work for entrepreneurs here in the Valley, for other ecosystem builders, and for this show. 
Besides, my partner starts commuting to Canada for work, so I'll be solo parenting until the end of the year for half of the week. So I need the extra energy. You know, as I'm thinking about it, I probably need to re-listen to season number three and take a few more notes on how to prevent burning the candle on both ends and making sure I have the energy I need to carry me through the rest of the year. Speaking of which, let's talk about what lies ahead. For those of you who have been listening and who are in the U.S., this is the time to meet and convene with other ecosystem builders. We are in the middle of conference season, and you will hardly ever have the chance to meet so many dedicated ecosystem builders in such a dense amount of time as now. I invited two upcoming conference hosts on the show to tell you all more a little bit more about what they're hosting this fall and what you can expect from those events. All right, I am here today with Kendall Rogers from the Sparkyard, who is also the upcoming host of the Startup Champions Network Fall Summit. Kendall, tell us more about the event. When does it take place? Where does it take place? What do people need to know about this event? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me on. Uh, so Startup Champions Network Summit is happening in Fort Worth, Texas this fall. It happens from October 17th to the 19th. So it's a Monday to a Wednesday. We have chosen our primary location in the heart of Fort Worth, uh, pretty typical to what you think of Texas with cowboys and and cows. And it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're really excited to have people come down. So who should come? Is this for your typical black belt ecosystem builders with 15 years of experience in the field? Or who is this geared towards? When I attended uh, SCN Summit, I think it's very accessible from anybody of any experience to come and really engage with other network uh, builders and community builders. You can be an experienced, you know, 30 years in the business, or you could be just interested in it. Everybody is so welcoming. Everybody's so friendly and warm. And you'll learn so much along the way. I think even when you are very experienced, you still can learn um, and pick up some tips while you're there. I always tend to say that a Startup Champions Network Summit is part professional development and part group therapy. Yeah. And even if you have all the skills, <laughs> I mean, A, you never stop learning, but B, it's really getting together with your peers, with yeah. people who are in the trenches with you in some other state and some other city. There's just so much value to really just being in community and having that space to have conversation. Do you guys have a specific topic for the summit? Where are you placing your focus in terms of sharing what's going on in your ecosystem and convening some of that professional development? Yeah. So our theme for this SEN summit is making a movement. And we had thought very intentionally about what the theme should be. Um, and one thing Fort Worthians are very proud of is one of our local celebrities and now Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Miss Opal Lee, the grandmother of Juneteenth. And so she being such a staple and a pillar of uh, culture and community in Fort Worth, we believe we can take that mindset that she's a vote in the community and apply it to entrepreneurship. And that's what we hope people get out of it and take it back to their own communities. Can you give us an insight into some of the workshops, some of the sessions that people can really use to hone their skills while they're there? Yeah. One session we've got overwhelming excitement around is the immigrant entrepreneurship session with um, refugee and asylum seeker entrepreneurs. It's not something you really think about when you think of Fort Worth, but we have made great connections with these entrepreneurs doing fabulous things. And we want to share their stories and how refugee or asylum seeker entrepreneurs might be in your own communities doing great things and how can you support them? So that's a big one that we're really excited about. 
a lot of sessions around policy, a lot of sessions around diversity and inclusion, a lot of sessions around biotech. So it's very uh, diversified across the board. What else do people need to know before they head to the link in the show notes, sign up and buy their ticket? We're just excited to come pe have people come down. Um, we're a warm, friendly group. I think the SCN uh, culture is bursting with ideas and you're around people who love to laugh and love to talk about big ideas and like to share resources one with one another. So I think wherever you are in your journey, whether you're an entrepreneur yourself or you're an ecosystem builder, come on down and learn and just get engaged. Kendall, I'm going to make sure I put all the links to the summit and to Sparkyard into the show notes so people can find out more and hopefully get their tickets, fly down to Fort Worth, Texas, and learn so much more about everything that you guys are already doing so well. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I was glad to join you. My second guest is Lindsay Schinke from NBIA, and she will talk about the eBuilders Forum that takes place in October in the Research Triangle area in North Carolina. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us and giving us five minutes. I know you in the depth of organizing the eBuilders Forum for NBIA. Tell us a little bit more about who this event is designed for. Sure. So NBIA is the International Business Innovation Association, and it started close to four decades ago as the National Business Incubation Association back when business incubation was one of the primary forms of entrepreneur support. Um, we've broadened our scope as the, the forms of entrepreneur support have um, changed and evolved. And now we are the association for anyone who is working for an organization that supports entrepreneurs. So that looks like business incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces. We have um, many members who are working within university settings to increase entrepreneurship among students and also in their local communities. Um, so it's kind of a broad range of people in our membership, and it's interesting because there's also a range in terms of years of experience. So newer people are really into the idea of ecosystem building. They are aware of it. Um, and then we have people who have been around for a while who are still kind of trying to figure out how they fit into the puzzle. People who are brand new to the space who are even trying to figure out what the puzzle is. So this event is designed to take a, a successful ecosystem, show what it's doing well, and help people learn about new strategies and um, resources and ideas for effectively building entrepreneurship ecosystems. And is this only for members of NBIA or is this for people who aren't members yet but want to check it out? How do you handle that membership, non-membership ticket? That's a great question. Yeah, no, it's for anybody who would like to attend and learn more about what it looks like to support entrepreneurs um, through a successful ecosystem. I know you're going to be in the Research Triangle in North Carolina. Apart from the geographic focus, is there a certain thematic focus for this event or is it a little bit of everything? It's more a little bit of everything. Um, the interesting thing about the region, the Research Triangle Park region, is that it's so close to Durham and Raleigh and Chapel Hill as well. So we'll be having people from each of the different ecosystems joining and even a few more state focused just because we're looking at things like funding and getting support from state, le state level of government. Um, so the topics are going to range from, as I said, funding to um, how to show what a successful ecosystem looks like. So metrics, um, we're going to look at inclusive ecosystem building. We're going to look at some um, university-related topics because there are several universities in the area. 
And um, we also have the benefit that the day after our event, the Angel Capital Association is having a workshop on um, angel capital and how the basics of that. So we're going to have a little bit of that information that will then lead into anybody who wants to go more in depth can join that workshop the next day. And in terms of the agenda, what kind of content formats can people expect? So we like to make this a really interactive event. Um, So we do have panels, but we uh, structure the panel such that the first half is the panelists talking. And then the second half is meant to be really interactive with the audience because we found that in addition to liking to ask questions, a lot of our um, attendees are doing this work in real time and they have ideas and insights to share and things that are going well in their ecosystems that really make the content even more rich. Uh, Where can people sign up for the event, ask questions, find out more, and make the decision to come? Sure. So the URL is events.inbia.org. Great. I'm going to make sure I put that into the show notes. Lindsay, thank you so much. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that people should know before they decide to come? That's a great question. I think just that this um, community of people that gathers at our events is a very open and sharing community. Um, They really want to help each other. They're people who support entrepreneurs tend to be helpers. So they like to help each other as well. So I love to see that at our events where people are exchanging um, phone numbers and email addresses to, to share resources and ideas and connect afterwards. So. Lindsay, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you take advantage of this great opportunity and join NBIA October 11 and 12 in the Research Triangle. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you so much. It's hard to believe, but at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund, I'm coming close to my one-year anniversary, which is somehow shocking and, on the other hand, not at all. We have done a lot in this first year, and yet, of course, not nearly as much as I'd hoped to, because all things human take a lot more time than I anticipated. I don't know why I need to keep learning this lesson over and over. Between now and the end of the year, I'll be producing case studies from our listening tours. We will start dipping our toes into regional storytelling and continue to meet entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial supporters to build relationships and connect wherever possible. That's why I'm so excited about season four, because we'll be talking about social capital. What does it take to build trust and manage conflict in an ecosystem? Now that I have almost my first 12 months under my belt, this is something I continue to struggle with. And I'll be honest, after two and a half years of working from home, (laughs) being out in the community, building those relationships and managing just human needs in a community is a lot harder than I remembered. So I hope that in season four, I'm going to find some answers in how to become even better at my work here in the Valley. And I hope that you'll find it just as useful. Which brings me to my next and favorite section of any logbook, how you can get involved. If you want to get involved in any way, I have a couple of invitations for you. First up, if you're not on my newsletter list yet, sign up. Join Impact Curator and I promise every two weeks you get a lovingly curated email from me personally straight to your inbox with little snapshots from what's going on in my life, with additional insights from the show, an overview of relevant events and resources that come across my screen, and of course a heartfelt reminder that what you do out in the world matters. Number two, what do you need to get better at what you do? As we co-author this playbook, what chapter do you need next to become a more effective and holistic ecosystem builder? 
Drop me a line in response to my newsletter or contact me on Instagram at Social Ventures or leave me a voice message. All the links are in the show notes. As I mentioned, we are producing season four right now. I have a great lineup of practitioners who I've wanted to have on the show for a long time because I've admired their approach and there is so much that we can learn from them in terms of building trust and relationships as a foundation for collaboration and facing conflict. Even though it's only September, I'm already planning 2023 and I want to decide which chapters we're going to add to our playbook next year. So I'd love to hear from you to find out what you need to take this next step. And lastly, with almost a year of podcasting under my belt, I want to venture out into other podcasts to spread the word about ecosystem building. What shows are you listening to that might be a good fit? Where can I talk about driving social change through a systems approach? Who in your wider network needs to hear about this? I would love, love, love your help in getting in front of more people who are as enthusiastic and hopelessly optimistic about systems change as you and I are. If you know of a show or an event, then please, please, please let me know. Or better yet, make an introduction if you're comfortable. All right, friends, that's it for September. That's it for the summer. That's it for our fourth logbook. I hope you're ready for the last quarter of this year and skilled up to make a difference. I'll be back in two weeks with season four and an awesome lineup of incredible guests. Until then, thanks for everything that you do. Annika. I pay my respect to the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, the Monakan, Shamandasetula, and Manahok people. I recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode was produced by Yellow House Media.